The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Bellip Sports and the Bellip Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Quarter Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Clem, alongside my amazing co-host, Matt Ordazzo. Mason is out today. Of course, this amazing podcast is brought to you by the amazing folks at Candips.com. Promo code Corner Booth. Matt Corner Booth, sorry. They'll have 20 for 20% off. Um, and, of course, eTipshow.com. Promo code Corner Booth for 10% off. And many others will sell out ourselves for sponsors later in the show. Matt, it is the off season, obviously, so you know it's going to be an interesting show today. We're doing our top five favorite movie villains and reluctant heroes. Yeah, see, I didn't do true regular heroes because everyone says Luke Skywalker or Maximus Aurelius from Gladiator, or like you know just some of these cheesy ass. You know, what? I want the guys, the bad boy. I want the guy who is like, ah, oh, all right, you know what? That that works. I love it. So. We got a couple. These are our favorites, by the way. So do not judge us for the fact we like certain people more than others, obviously. And for villains, I had to throw I have a tie because I could not pick the two. They're both from the same print franchises 30 years apart. But I I threw a couple in there that are definitely some surprising ones. So we'll kind of roll with it as it goes. Um, first off, though, because it is a new tradition that I love about this show, and I want to stick with it, obviously. We have, of course, um, the first topic of our, as I literally can't think of words. It is time for the, because I can't fucking navigate this shit today. It's time for the first round. I can never find the fucking banner. Oh, whatever, I'm not even put the banner up, except for the first round. Presented by MahlerBros.com, promo code BellyUp15, 50% off. The official sponsor of the Corner Booth, BellyUp Sports, and all BellyUp properties. So, I'm going to put the... <laughs> I'm not going to put on this side. Um, first off, we are rolling in with a solid entry topic. Last night, of course was game two of the Eastern Comp of the NBA Finals, which I I need a fucking vacation. (laughs) So this is the headline. I I figured this would work. Matt, you haven't looked at the headline. Burning Burning some nuggets. Burning some nuggets, man. It's the microwave finals. Oh, (laughs) man. Last night, Jokic scored the most points by any center since Shaquille O'Neal in 01. And somehow, because of the three-point barrage by these uh, these boys from South Beach, we're going to Denver with the series tied. I love it. Let me go on my yeah. I love this. It, it makes it so much more entertaining. Because after game one, everyone was like, oh, the series is over. And I'm like, I really hope it's not. No, nah, I mean, you know. Denver was uh, Denver was nicely rested and everything. He got that game one win, but the Heat came in. I mean, it's funny because you, you know Nikola Jokic, he can't do everything. He led the he led the team in points that game with forty one. He led the team in rebounds with eleven. 
Um, the only thing he didn't lead the category with was, you know, Jamal Murray had more assists. But, I mean, the man can't do it all. And they still only lost by three points. And Jimmy Butler wasn't even the highlight of, of last night's game. I mean, he had the most assists on the team. Uh, but Gabe Vincent had 23 points that game. He just kind of, he scored the most out of that team. He took him on the back. He had three assists. Um, and it's it's not going to be an easy series for Miami. I still have hope. I'm still pulling for them for a game seven victory. Um, but are they are they heading back into Denver tied or are they going to Miami? Or is, how does this, how does the, uh, the, the uh, switching at the games weird. go? Uh, Wednesday is in Miami. So, All right, so they do two and two. I absolutely love this because this game, this levels the playing field because if we're talking strictly like if Miami lost last night, which they may very well could have, we're not going into Miami in desperation mode. It just takes one Nuggets win to ice this series because I don't yeah. care who you are. You go back to Denver down 3-1, it's over. Now they can split if they want to and they still have a puncher's chance. But if Miami plays like they've been playing at home this, this series – I mean, this this playoffs, aside from the Denver series, I mean, the Boston, Jesus Christ, I'm all over the place today. Aside from the Boston series, Miami honestly has a shot here. This makes this a seven-game series if they can get, if they can take one out of two up here in Miami, which I am very, very excited about this. This makes the series so much more fun to watch. I cannot wait for Wednesday. Yeah, that arena is going to be insane uh, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, I'm sorry, Wednesday when they're in Miami. Um, I'm hoping I'm looking to see Jimmy Butler lead these categories, man. I want to see him in points, leading, rebounds, leading, assists, leading. Like I'm just waiting for that big Jimmy Buckets game to pop off in the playoffs against Denver. And um, they got to get some more Bam out of Bayou in there. I'm surprised he's a little quiet, but I mean they still pulled it out. Kevin Love, Kevin Love with the rebounds. I sent you that video of his highlights with Minnesota. Um, but it's Why it's fun to see. It's fun to see him in there. What happened? Why'd you have to hurt me like that? Like, I don't want to the dark times, okay? Where literally the entire high point of that season for me was watching K-Love break the double-double record. I'm like, this fat bat. This, I, I, you know what's so funny? Now that I respect Kevin Love so much more after how much he had to put with LeBron's bullshit in Cleveland. But, like, I used to think he was such a chicken shit. And then I realized we had Cat, who, like, Cat is the definition of melted cheese soft, man. I, I can't with him, man. At least, like... At least, like, K-Love tried to play defense. Like, Cat, Cat's, like, a, fr- a gifted freak athlete can't play defense. So, like, it was kind of heartbreaking watching K-Love on the Timberwolves. I'm like, this dude's going to win a title and is going to just be, like, an afterthought he started his career in Minnesota. Sorry, there's a lot of – there's some buzz going around with Cat linked to other teams. Um, Thank God. I heard Bulls. I've heard – uh, I think it, I don't know it was back Knicks or, Yeah, I don't know. I've heard Bulls. I thought I've seen Knicks or Nets. One of the New York teams. I can't remember which one it might have been, but it was Knicks. a little, little bit of buzz going around. So a little hope for you. Give us Julius Randle and a first round pick and a role player, and I will be the happiest kid alive. I don't even need multiple first rounds. I just need one this year. Just give us one this year. Maybe give us one in two years too. Like, like separate them a little bit and literally just give us fucking. Um, and throw us like a shooter, like a shitty, like a shooter that comes off the bench, takes two threes. Like That's all year. I want. Just, just, just ease, just a pocket watch kind of guy. Just, and I'm like, I'll be the happiest kid alive. Because Randall in Minnesota with Gobert and Edwards and Mike Conley's leadership, that team's winning 55 games. They, they will kill teams because 
Randall's a dog, and he does not need to be the primary ball handler. He doesn't want to be. That could be Edwards and Connolly who can run that entire thing. And Gobert just wants to sit there, block shots, and dunk every fight, fifth possession. It's fine by me. Yeah, I, think, I think that'd be good for the next two. Um, just focus on things. If they keep, I, I don't know if they're going to keep Randall or not. I think they're going to, between Randall and Barrett, I can I see one of them being there next year. I don't know if, which one it's going to be, but. Listen, I'll take RJ gonna... Barrett either way. Because, you know what, then, yeah. then we have, have Jalen Noel at the three, though. I don't know if we like it. We're not getting rid of him, so it's like. Well, you keep Barrett. I think the team wants to obviously build around Jalen Brunson right now. So just keep Barrett. Maybe switch out your big guy with another big guy. But uh, Brunson's yeah. the guy. Apparently, Brunson's they. Just... That's all right. He would love to play yeah. New York City. He's all about that fashion bullshit. All right. Uh, and next up on the list. See what I did there? I did. Cooking up. New York. I don't know where. I don't buy this Dalvin Cook to New York Jets thing. I don't fucking buy it. The dude wants his carries. He wants his money. No team's going to pay you to get 15 to 10 carries a game. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, so I don't know how this... So I know how this started. I don't know. So some there's a guy on, on Twitter named Nick Ercolano. I, yeah, I think that's how you say it. I don't know. But he just puts out a tweet saying, per his illustrious sources, which already had me thrown off. Minnesota is still trying to trade Dalvin Cook, but he's agreed to an $11 million deal with the Jets, just waiting to be just waiting on being let go by Minnesota before dipping the feather in ink. That's how I was like, oh, this is just bullshit. Because like nobody nobody sends out an actual tweet like that and it means anything. But there's a lot of outlets that were just taking that were just taking it up and just eating it up and pushing it out there. And I'm like, kind of like looking at this, like, no way. Yeah, no, no I way. I saw the Diamondbacks highlights four times today on CBS Sports Network. I'm like, shit. Like, I know it was a top, it was a top matchup game, but like, you know, we slow when they're talking about a fucking tweet with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and it's going crazy in Jets Twitter world. I don't know how crazy it's hot. It's hit Google if you Google it. It just it's not pumping out like crazy. But there's some people running within. It was just insane and. It doesn't make too much sense to me, like you meant. Like I can see the whole thought, like with our buddy Kelsey saying, you know, if you have Brees Hall, who's maybe not ready for a few weeks in the year in the beginning, that's not one hundred percent. You have Dalvin Cook to throw in for for a handful of uh, of games if you need to, but you still got Bam Knight, Michael Carter, and you still drafted a rookie running back in the fourth round last year. So it's not, it's not a, it's not a huge, it's not a need at all. It's, it would just be, I guess, depth, but that'd be a massive depth piece to put. But I mean, if Brees Hall is not going to play the first handful of weeks. I can see it, but like, yeah, you're if he's stacking. healthy and he's starting week one and he clocked out at 22 miles per hour last week, I don't see him not being the guy in the week one. Yeah. Also, what did Kelsey say last week about uh, the, uh, who was it, like the Bills getting Hopkins? It's like killing a, a spider with a lawnmower. It's like, guys, like, it, that's not oh, yeah. solving the problems. Yeah, now, they're going to get a fucking, like, an other offensive lineman. Or a mid or a linebacker or safety, you know, like great. You know, well, they just got Leonard Floyd. That makes yeah. sense. They got no, Leonard I'm Floyd. About the Jets. I'm not talking about the oh, Jets. that. Yeah, no, I like, I was saying in the chat, like if the Jets were gonna go for a position that they didn't need, that they were just gonna get anyways. Like I would love to throw in DeAndre Hopkins with Garrett Wilson, um, but I, I don't really want to throw Dalvin Cook in an already crowded backfield. Um, especially when you have a guy who's coming back from an injury and you want to maybe have this guy who's injury prone fill in for a few games. Like, I, I just, I don't know, but I'm not going to be upset if they sign him. I just, it's, it's, 
11 million dollars i think they can use elsewhere pretty much is what we're getting at it's like it's just a superior waste of money for the jets who i think honestly if they get one more decent piece are a super bowl contender speaking of yeah. uh decent pieces um and not super bowl contenders <laughs> you like this one you like this one betting on the ponies <laughs> Another NFL player has been suspected of gambling on NFL. Is it NFL games or just college games? Um, It's just saying 100 bets were placed on his account over an undisclosed amount of time, including on Colts games. Most of the bets were 25 to $50 ranges. And the last ones were a low four-figure bet. Um, So it's he's betting on pretty much, I'd say, any sport. And he's putting the Colts in there as well. How do you just like? How do you how just? Is that fucking stupid. Like, like dude, like, that's insider trading. Like, hey, I think um, so and so player. Like, let's say I'm a I I'm a edge rusher for the Eagles, right? Oh, Jared Clem plus two sacks, bitch. I'm going for three at that point. But it's like, so this guy is just one. Whoever said that the common NFL fan knows this guy, and he's not a star or anything. But we all know him. Like, bro, I'm sorry, a, a Colts cornerback and special teams kick returner Isaiah Rogers is not somebody that I think seventy percent of the football fan base is going to know who this guy is, unless you played college with him or you just watched this. I just, I. I don't know who that guy is. So I was thinking like Zach Moss, thinking like, oh, somebody that everybody knows but is not like a, an elite player. They just threw in Isaiah Rodgers. He's on a four-year, $3.4 million contract. He was just finishing up. You have a very low – you're not a big-time player in this league, which means any small thing that you get in trouble for and you get cut could just really just ruin your career. And you may not latch on to somebody else because you're not a Darius Leonard or a DeForest Buckner or a kind of guy like that on the Colts. I I don't understand what he's betting $25 to $50 on, knowing that you're just going to get caught and you're going to be out of the league. He's going to probably get a year suspension, right? Because that's what Calvin Ridley had. Yeah, or um, I think they did it to Calvin Ridley to, like, set an example. I don't know how they're going to roll with this because they only gave – they gave Jameson five – Jameson's was bullshit, though. Uh so, like, the other the other guys in the Lions, they got cut and they're out indefinitely. So, yeah, it might be a year suspension, actually. You might be right on that one. But they the, said the sportsbook account was opened under the name of an associate of Rogers, which means, like, either this guy was not careful or he is a rat and just ratted out his buddy over something. Oh, guarantee this dude is a rat. Isaiah Rogers probably, probably owed him money. By somebody. somebody told him to confess, and he just rolled. He probably owed him some money, and he wasn't paying him. He said, if you don't pay me, I'm going to out you, and here we are. Dude's career is probably going to get ruined over placing $25 to $50 bets. Yeah, facts. I just want to know what he was betting on. Like, Was he like Pete Rose, who was betting on his team but was always in favor of his team, or was he betting against his team? Yo, if he's betting against his team, just ban him for life at that point. Like, it's not like you know they were. It's not like they were the Chiefs or anything last year where they were in contention for anything. I mean, he could have very well been throwing some stuff to maybe get better picks or. Uh, I don't. know. You don't want to think or, anybody would ever do that. Or probably. like, listen, them Colts, those Colts odds, and a lot of those games were so fucking high. He probably threw like twenty five bucks down on the Colts to like upset the Eagles, and the money line was probably it, it, the payout was probably like one hundred fifty bucks. Like that's a bar tap tonight. That's just wild, though. You're you're making a million dollars a year, and you got to get these like 
you know, fifty dollars. It's, it's a it's a competitiveness thing, man. It's it's a getting the juices flowing, bro. That's why we you yeah. and me gamble. I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's why we gamble ten bucks sometimes. Yeah, that's why I gamble two bucks. Yeah, sometimes. Mister Two Dollar Tony over here, I'm betting on nothing. Oh man! All right. Yeah, and I, I don't expect up. to hear his name. I'm, oh sorry. my god. It was, it's just, it's hilarious how this is going. Like, I, I'm sitting there, like, looking at, like, dude. Uh, I mean, like, I was waiting for it to be, like, an actual, like, borderline star, like, Mo Ali Cox or fucking. That's what they were hyping it up to be, like, somebody that we know that you can be like, oh, who's a low level guy in the Colts that people know, but it's not really that big? Oh, yeah, Mo Ali Cox, Zach Moss, guys like that. I was Alex waiting for, like, you know, maybe, like, um, one of their oh, like Ryan, like Ryan yeah. Kelly or something. I was thinking, like, I was like their, oh, like, what if it's like Ryan Ramchek or Ryan Kelly or whatever? Oh, no, fuck, it's fucking like, special teamer. I love how Kelsey was like Kenny Moore, Kenny Moore. Kenny. I'm like, it's not Kenny Moore. <laughs> Kenny Moore is considered like a star on that team. Watch, it's like fucking like the Forrest Buckner. It's like no, it's like it's a fucking special teamer that nobody fucking knows. Do you think that these are guys that are betting? recently and getting caught or do you think because like after we've seen a few people get in trouble are they like just doing it i think themselves? this is an external investigation and they're just turning over stones so i'm just really hoping nobody my fucking eagles that fucking stupid well i was thinking i like i wonder if a lot of people have been doing this and they're just starting to catch them or if they're starting it recently and getting caught immediately so i wonder if they're these are guys that are like we've already got bets in we're fucked if they find out we got to try well, and this like this is the first one i've heard that they're like oh we're they're using their boy to do it they're using an associate like the ones with the lions and like jameson williams and that shit, that was like they did it with their own accounts calvin ridley literally had his name on his account this one is the first where it's an associate i believe so, I, I don't know i almost appreciate the honesty but it's like wow so, well, despite my back pain from running sprints and not stretching afterward, um, it's time that that wraps up uh, the first round. Now it's time for us to do uh, a little. We're gonna go off books a little bit. So it's the off season, right? And listen, we're not gonna mince words here on a slower news day like today, but we still want to give you guys something to listen to. We want to debate you guys. Want listen? By the way, we're gonna post clips about this on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, this will be on our YouTube. Let us know in the comments where we fucked up, what your best movie villain, best um, reluctant hero. Reluctant hero is the key, guys, because I don't want no, like, cornball fucking Luke Skywalker-looking motherfuckers. Like, I want, like, guys who are, like, are too cool for school. Like, ah, fuck it, I guess I'll save the day. That's basically the wording for it. But, all right. We're going to start with the villains because this was uh, interesting for me. Um... My honorable mention is Loki from the Avengers movies and Thor because he didn't really become redeemable until I'd say about Thor Ragnarok, but he's just so charismatic and you're rooted and you want him to be better and you couldn't get turned away. It was just so much fun to watch work. That was so like my can't say Luke Skywalker for heroes, but you're going with Loki as an honorable mention villain. Yes. That's not, I didn't have Luke Skywalker on my list, obviously, but that's still it's like, okay, hey, piecing it together. All right. Number five is Dame from Creed 3, tied with Drago. I went with the two best villains from each part of the Rocky franchise. Dame, if you have not seen Creed 3 yet, you're living in a rock. Dame's character development as a villain is phenomenal in a sports movie. 
he, you, you see this dude, you see, you feel everything's off. There's some vibe wrong with him. Everything feels off. And then he turns heel immediately and beats a dude with an inch of his life on the campus and then turns on the hero. It's like the craziest thing. You're like, what? Oh, crazy betrayal. And Drago is this merciless killing machine who kills the unbeatable Apollo Creed. And you're like, holy shit. Like, this is an unstoppable force. So I figured, like, the the the, the tragedy tale, ter- the tragedy with vengeance tale meets the unstoppable killing machine. That was my thought there. Number four, Megatron. This is all iterations from the 84 TV series and movie. So the movie counts all the way to the Bayverse. Listen. Hugo Weaving did an amazing voice. He, by the way, he also plays Red Skull in the Captain America movies and Lord Elrond in Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars, fuck. In Lord of the Rings. He has, like, Hugo Weaving is an amazing Megatron. I love Megatron, the Michael Bayverse, obviously. But even you go back to every animated series, and then, of course, the Transformers movie back in 1984. It's just always been kind of a cool thing where it's like, okay... Megatron is like the quintessential badass villain. That's why I put him in here, because no matter what iteration of him you see, he's always intimidating, always, like, evil, and always just a badass. All right. Three. Bane from the Nolanverse. Dude, I like, everyone goes with Joker. He thinks his Joker's phenomenal. And so is Rachel Ghoul, who played by Liam Neeson. But to me, in Scarecrow, played by Killian Murphy, but my favorite villain of that Nolan series was Bane. Because everything he did, when you walked on screen, he, oh, Tom Hardy, like, even when he walks, he's just holding his vest like this, and you're just like, oh my god, he's a moose. You think he's eight feet tall, and he stands next to five foot nine Christian Bale and beats him like it's an animated TV show. It's crazy. It looked like something out of, like, Celebrity Deathmatch when I was a little kid. So... To me, and also how he was always one step ahead of everything Batman and the Gotham PD did. Like, Bane in the like the comic books and the TVs where he's all in that, he looks like a luchador. I can't do that shit. It, it did, it, he feels like a meme to me at that point, but Bane in the Nolanverse works. Number two is the big purple meanie himself, Thanos. Like, dude. I thought you were going to say Barney. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just didn't. I just the first thing I heard when I was like, the purple guy, and I was like, oh my god, he's gonna say Barney's a villain. <laughs> he said Thanos. I was like, it makes a lot of sense now. Okay, Can Thanos had you thinking for all of about thirty seconds, and about how you know. And I, I love those bumper series. Say Thanos is right. Yeah. So sometimes maybe Thanos had a point about half the universe being like, I can't snap my middle finger because I chop it up a little bit today. Um, but dude, just unstoppable force. And then Thanos in Endgame, in, uh, in, in Endgame was even nastier because he this was Thanos before he had like his little moment with Gamora where he wasn't as like you know he he, he was a little he was even more evil. Twenty fourteen Thanos was out to murk everybody, so uh, he just everything he did you're just like okay this is a just the most intimidating villain. But number one to me is the villain. When I think of a villain, everyone's like, where's like Darth Vader? Where's the Emperor? It's like, I can't really put Darth Vader in here because, yes, for like two or three movies, he was the villain. But 
his redemption end of it always kind of ruined it for me for putting him on a villain list because at the end of the day, for he was a villain really only at the end of two movies. Or three, I guess, if you want to count Revenge of the Sith. So, v- Vader, honestly, I, pu- I put on here, I guess, as an honorable mention as well. But Vader, to me, is kind of weird because he does have the redemption where he does save the day. This if this hero had this villain had no redemption from the very start of the prequel episodes of a Amazon series to the very end of the second three movies. Every main character and every person in the universe of this series was affected. Had a family member killed by one of this guy's henchmen. This guy had basically was the devil. He was the the uh, he was the lieutenant of their de- version of the devil. And he was even worse. And he, like, for 3,000 years of this movie's timeline, was just pure evil. And manipulated everybody. He had spies everywhere. He corrupted, like, the the greatest of heroes. It's Sauron, Lord of the Rings. And it's every version. It's the big, tall armor. It's the eye. It's the Halibrand guy that, like, they have is like, his first version, Rings of Power. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, fuck off. Um, not for a year. Sauron, to me, when I think of a villain, he's the ultimate villain. Because he literally... I, I was thinking about this because I was finishing Return of the King. I was watching what I was cooking yesterday. And I'm like, oh my god. I, I looked at every single character on the screen. Even down to the minute foot soldier has probably had somebody killed, tortured, murdered by this guy or his henchmen. I'm like, dude, there is just a collective hate by this guy. So I was like, dude, he is the big bad of big bads. So Sauron is my number one villain. So very different wavelengths in in many areas. In many areas. I was just laughing the entire time you were doing yours because when you hear mine, you're going to be like, what the fuck were you thinking? All right, pretty much. So, honorable mention, this is who I thought of until you said movie villains. And I was like, okay, well, he's going to be an honorable mention because he's a real person. Uh, Bill Belichick is my honorable mention for villain. Yes, he's not even in a fucking movie. That's why he's my honorable mention because I didn't think about it. He's got to be in something. Listen, this man was hired to be the savior of Brady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. He was there supposed to save the franchise like 25 years ago sorry that back then it wasn't a thing to have a coach as a gm and a coach sorry buddy nobody informed us 25 years ago that that was going to work so we let him go and he's been salty ever since and he does anything he can to just ruin us he trades back he doesn't need to trade back so another team takes our draft pick he just hates us and if we open the season against them or we played them in the first handful of weeks he probably would have waited to have Brady's ceremony the day he played played us he is my honorable mention. This is when things just start to not make any sense. So from Goodfellas, the young girl at the end that had nothing to do but was just supposed to stir the sauce and not use the house phone. But what did she do? She used the house phone and she got them traced and they, they put Ray Liotta and everybody in jail. So she is the reason why Jimmy Hoffa went down because of that guy. Uh, that's when this thing that's that's when this list shit gets crazy. So we're starting off with a girl that's supposed to start the sauce and use the house phone instead. We've got let's go with Mr. Chow, the guy who plays Mr. Chow from the hangover, and then the same yes. guy that plays he plays Ken the Jung. king in them. Yeah, he plays the king in role models too. In uh, the Dunstons and Dragons part of that movie with um so he 
I forgot he was using fucking role models. Cause he so obvious for obvious reasons for hangover. He just he always just gets like stoned or high, just fucks everything up, just and just makes him go into extra deep shit to get out of it. And then role models like he's such a fucking little bitch king in the Dunces and Dragons. It gets killed. He has to get the kid banned because he's the one to die. And then he has to have this elaborate fucking death in the end. Uh, so he he's on there. That was just I was thinking of this list and I was like I gotta put him on there. Number three. Yeah, number three is Vicky from uh, Timmy Turner. There's a couple movies with Timmy Turner, but um, there is, you know, I'll I'll allow it. That's a good technicality. So I listen. I don't know. This kid just wants nothing to do than fucking go home, play with his imaginary freaking fairly odd parents. He's probably got some mental shit going on because I don't think these fairly odd parents is real, buddy. And he's got this like just this fucking babysitter that hates kids, just wants to torture him. In real life, this kid probably would have died from this lady, but. Even the Icky Vicky soundtrack from Chip Skylark is still slaps to this day. So, kids out there, if you don't know that song, you gotta go look up Icky Vicky by Chip Skylark. Um, so, she is number three on this list. Number two, let's go with Hyman Roth from The Godfather. Man was trying to plot and kill Michael Corleone's dad while also trying to then screw Michael Corleone over. So, imagine trying to kill this guy's dad and also fuck him over at the same time without him knowing then he finds out and tries to get him killed, and that doesn't work out. But Hyman Roth on there, number two, is a friend of the family, also trying to kill the family. And my number one movie villain is the man who plays the Seahawks general manager in draft day. Let, 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 let's break it down. This guy swindled this dude and had all their draft picks taken away from the Browns. Mind you, this his dad just died. So, like, I don't know. That has to be that has to just be ice on the cake. You screwed a guy over that's mourning his dad's death, and you knew it. You freaking knew it, you pancake eating son of a bitch. And what does he do? He takes all of his draft picks and then he gets screwed at the end because at the end of the day, they gotta steal with David Putney. I've never seen anybody Devin Hester has nothing on David Putney. So <laughs> so I forgot day. about draft day because you know what? I'm thinking of a. I was like, what football movie? Is there just a weave of villain? And I'm just like, oh, it's a fucking jam from the Seahawks. Yeah, and then he gets what he gets at the end. But it's just he was the villain for like the first like ninety percent of the movie. So I, he is my number one movie villain of all time, right there. Dude, I I literally was thinking about it in the back of my head. I was like, wait a minute, what about the fucking uh, that racist ass tight end from uh, Remember the Titans? That was the only one I could think of. Mm, that would have been a good one. The one guy that just didn't learn equality and still hated everybody at the end. Um, I didn't think of that. That would have been a good one. I was going for the non-obvious ones. Obviously, as you can tell, I put fucking the girl who used the house phone and Goodfellas on there. So. That's all good. All right, what's what do you got after that? No, that was all of them. That was, that was five okay. with the honorable mention. All righty. Now, coming up on our list, we have our top five reluctant heroes. Now, here's the thing. These guys have to not want to be the hero. So, number honorable mention, because literally it is part of the character that he is, it's Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Dude didn't want to be king. He didn't want to be king. That's that's all I got to say about it. Number five is everyone's favorite masked vigilante, Deadpool. <laughs> Dude's got a soft spot for little girls getting chased by creepy pizza guys and literally uses a cheese spreader as a throwing knife and is just everything I love about 
like you know Marvel Comics is that Stanley created an amazing character. Both Deadpool movies are fucking amazing, and I love the fact they're finally on Disney Plus. I probably go watch them. Um, number four is the man with no name. Listen, if everyone's like, "Who the hell is that?" Right? Listen, if you don't know this one right here, you have no idea. Listen, when you think of the quintessential westerns, you think of the you think of John Wayne and you think of Clint Eastwood and you think of this soundtrack. Dude, it is my favorite Western of all time. I love it so much. I actually went as him for Halloween one year. I could have done anything for Hollywood theme. I went as Clint. I I, had, I bought the poncho. I had the freaking little airsoft revolver. I bought like I I bought a western hat. I was all out with it. Um, I'm not surprised. Number three. What? I'm missing. I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. Jerry dressing number- up as a cowboy with a little BB gun. <laughs> I dude, it literally. I got about 15 shots out of that thing before the fucking seal broke on it. I had a cartridge <laughs> backfire. It was scary as shit. Oh, man. Um, I'm just thinking number about- <laughs> three is my one sports movie, Reluctant Hero. I kind of spoiled it pre-show, but Peter Lafleur. Um, listen, Dodgeball is still my favorite movie of all, like sports movies of all time. And dude just is not about it the entire time. Literally, almost abandons his team before the big championship game match until Hugh Hefner gets him back on track, and then he goes, "No, thank you, Chuck Norris." He was just so content with just going bankrupt and losing his gym. He was just like, ah, it's whatever. I'll collect the insurance money or whatever. And then it wasn't until the blonde walked in where he had some sort of motivation to do something. He's every man ever. <laughs> Number three. Um, I want to do the running, but I'm like, it's Captain Jack Sparrow. Come on, he is the he's so much fun. He is the only reason those movies were successful. Because honestly, the acting's pretty good, but some of the villains are lame as fuck. But Johnny Depp plays the best anti-hero fun character. Just the running when he's running like this away from the and he's like screaming and shit. It's just I can't with. Oh my god! It just even just watch a clip of cat. Just watch like a, a a montage of Captain Jack Sparrow being a jackass, and you're <laughs> crying. You're laughing so hard. You're like, dude, what the, like it's the perfect character. Um, and number one is an actor who can only play. I swear to God, I have seen him in every single. I've almost seen every single movie he's done. I'm actually watching a series right now with him and Jason Siegel where it's like he plays kind of like the, I don't even know how to pronounce it the right way, but this character can really only play this hero, even from his days as Jack Ryan or his days as Han Solo, or when, you know, he's following this song around. It's, it's Indiana Jones and Han Solo are the Kings of the reluctant hero. Like, you can't say anybody else but these guys. Seriously. Indiana Jones wants to sit at a bar, get paid, put things in a museum. Han Solo just wants to smuggle shit with Chewie. And they get thrown into these big grand quests 
that turn into just be crazy and get them almost killed. Han, and, and there's grumpy and cursing and mumbling under their breath the entire movie. It makes the perfect reluctant hero. When I think of it, the first thought is anything Harrison Ford plays. I should have just said Harrison Fair Ford, enough. honestly. Fair enough. I, right, I also I have to do... movie themes would be funny as hell, too. My reluctant five heroes... My five reluctant heroes, with an honorable mention, uh, piggybacking off what you just said, I'm going to go C-3PO as an honorable mention. I mean, the man really just doesn't want to do anything besides just keep R2-D2 out of trouble, but R2-D2 has to get everybody in trouble and bail him out. So a CB3, I just feel like he just doesn't get a lot. If you think um, R2-D2 is a troublemaker, watch an episode of Star Wars Rebels and look for Chopper. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that man's a war. He's a war criminal, and he's the same droid as R two D two. He he literally, I think it's like they didn't estimate. He's like thirty six hundred thousand confirmed Empire kills. Dude's a fucking war criminal. (laughs) Continue, Uh, dude. Number five, I'm going with Rob Schneider from Benchwarmers. I mean, all the man really likes to do is just play baseball and just have fun. He's got his weird little friends, and they just can't stick up for themselves. So. He doesn't want to be the hero. He doesn't want to get them into this baseball tournament to try and like win them their freaking salvation. But he's just tired of these kids picking on his friends and his friends won't stand up for him. So he just steps in and says, all right, I guess I'll just do it myself. So I got Rob Schneider on there. Plus also, I mean, like he did help that kid overcome his fear of darkness. He went out into the sunlight. <laughs> he, he got him to go out into the sunlight. You know, he didn't last long. But it worked. The sword when he gets out, he's like... Yeah, he's got his like sunscreen. He's just, oh man. Oh my god! Um, I could have done Carlos from from uh, Benchwarmers. I am twelve. <laughs> oh, that guy! I'm twelve. My the next one up, I have uh, I put David Hasselhoff from the original SpongeBob movie from like 2005. Yes, he was just all he was doing was minds business. Probably was a lifeguard on duty, and they needed to get back this Bikini Bottom to give the to the king back his crown. And he goes, ah, "I'll help you. Just just stuff between my fucking tits, and I'll just like blast you down to the water." This guy saves the day, sends the fucking SpongeBob and Patrick down back down to Bikini Bottom. Wins them the day, saves Mr. Krabs' life, all because he decided to just fucking launch them with his tits. David Hasselhoff, ladies and gentlemen. Your top Uh, five is smoking mine right now and just on comedy alone. My third is Steve Buscemi from Billy Madison. (laughs) So, listen, I'm coming, but I respect it. Adam Sandler did the right thing and apologized to all the people he bullied. And Steve Buscemi just happened to be making a hit list and crossed Adam Sandler off. And, uh, you know, all this man wants to do is just earn the right to take over his company from his dad. And this, so his dad's little co-worker buddy is just not having it and just couldn't answer a simple business ethics uh, question. And Steve Buscemi must have had him on his list and just fired one off in his ass. And Billy Madison won. And nobody talks about Steve Buscemi saving the day and giving Billy Madison his future. My number two is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin from Benchwarmers. And man, pretty sure he was the bully of uh, of Adam Sandler's character when they were kids, and uh, he got un- he was not invited to his party, but showed up anyways. And it was a big jerk to him, and didn't have to let him. It wasn't Benchwarmers. It was um, it was uh, grown ups. Oh, grown ups too. Yeah. So didn't have to let him have that moment, but he was like, you know what? I was an asshole when I was a kid. Nobody's going to believe you beat me up. Just, just, you know, whatever. I'll back down and you'll win the show. And he just, he lets him make a complete fool of him, like out of him right in front of everybody and lets him have his little victory. The wife gives him a little, you know, little 
peck for appreciation and he just rides off into the sunset and stone cold is, is whoever he was with i forgot what it was but she promised him something he was happy about it he um, went all hell yeah yeah <laughs> and my my number one on my list it's ice cube and tracy morgan from that movie first sunday I think it was called First Sunday. They were they Ice Cube was down on his luck. He needed some money. And they went to rob the church, and at the end, the church saved them. And they found out that somebody deep in the church was embezzling funds, and they wound up taking all action against that guy. And they let Ice Cube and Tracy Morgan off the hook, and the church was saved because of them, because he outed this this director or this pastor as embezzling funds. So they that that's my top two right there. You went to steal from God, and somehow you you were left blessed. That is my top five. It's <laughs> so funny, dude. Our our top fives are so like obviously different, but that's why I kind of like that it, though. It's kind of like it's kind of cool how like <clears throat> you can definitely see the differences between our like. I went with more of like your like big name Hollywood blockbusters, where yours were kind of a little more like on a comedic end. And it's like I also think like I kind of boxed myself into a corner with how I did my villains. That was the problem. Like I kind of stuck with a theme. So I was kind of like, ah, just kind of roll with it at this point. When I heard your first like one or two, I was like, I was I was either way off or just in a completely different world. <laughs> I was like, I think I, I think I understood the assignment, but I'm not sure. Oh no, you did. It's just ours were two different filters we threw it through, which is why it was so much fun. But hmm. um, yeah, wow, holy shit, 41 minutes. We're we're basically done. That's a that's a slow episode this week. But hey, listen, man, it's it's what happens. Um. Uh, Thursday episode coming at you this week. Uh, we'll be live uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be doing uh, some kind of kind of similar games. This we're gonna try to do some draft predictions, like I, I mean, uh, like draft recall, where we're gonna like you know name a draft and we've got to go through and name players. We'll do, we'll have some fun games. We're gonna have some nice special guests. It's gonna be a good time. Also, game three of the NBA Finals have happened the day before, so it'll be kind of a good time to catch up. Uh, Mason should be back, and so should DJ. Uh, possibly some returning special guests. Y'all haven't seen a long time. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you stopping by. Um, shots to our uh, sponsors, Mahler Bros, uh, Canada Dips, Yeats, and Belly Media, and Seat Geek. We appreciate all of you so much. Uh, and we will see you Thursday. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.